0: You're listening to Chasing Prophecy Radio, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. On UPRN Talk Radio, FM 107.7 in New Orleans and FM 105.3 in Mississippi. If it's unexplainable, we're talking about it. Whether you're a believer or a skeptic, we cover everything where the unknown becomes the known. And now, now, here's your host, host, Jenny Nicasio. Nicasio.
1: Hello New Orleans on FM 107.7 and 105.3 in Henderson Park, Mississippi. And streaming everywhere around the world and beyond. I'm Jenny Nicasio. Welcome you to Chasing Prophecy. Where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. And tonight is going to be a good one. We're diving into the unknown with someone who's had a firsthand encounter with the unexplained. So I want to please welcome Matthew Emmerich. I hope I'm saying his name right from Planet 412. Um, He witnessed something very extraordinary. So let me go ahead and bring him out without further ado. Hi, Matthew. How are you tonight?
2: Uh, good, how are you? And, and I, you know, I just wanted to real quick my my last name is pronounced Emsh.
1: Emp, okay, well, and that's okay. Florida.
2: EMC, it's pronounced Emsh. 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 So if Emsh. there was like a, if it was spelled E M P C H, that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm not the greatest one for pronouncing um, okay. people's names, but I'm glad to have you here tonight. And, Thank um, you your podcast is called 412 is that correct
2: actually it's called planet 412
1: 412 okay and you're witness to one of the most compelling paranormal experiences um so i want to hear this incredible story so welcome so tell me tell me um where do we start
2: so uh just to let everybody know i was born in youngstown ohio youngstown is exactly an hour from either cleveland or pittsburgh smack dab in the middle of northeast ohio um this uh experience happened when i was 14 years old so it was the summer of 1987. Uh, i had just gotten out of eighth grade it was you know just how how you know vacation is for young boys or girls Mm -hmm. you know you get out of school you're ready just to hit the streets and, and roll and you know, Youngstown um, was, was a, a rough city. Uh, so, you know, you, you have a lot of blue collar workers. It still is. Uh, but it was a rough town during that time. So, you know, being 14, rolling around, going to places we went was not always the smartest idea. <laughs> but, um, you know, we like to just go about everywhere. And growing up in the city, you know, there were certain areas that we went where we weren't supposed to. So Youngstown used to be one of the steel hubs of America. Um, When the steel industry fell out, uh, Mm -hmm. when I forget when the forties or something, you know, Youngstown was really hit hard. So by the time I was a child, there was just miles of old rusted, you know, steel mills and dilapidated buildings where they used to be working every day. And, a friend of mine, actually, who was there that day, lived right across the street from uh, Route 422 or Youngstown Warren Road, which is a, a main highway that goes through there. And we would cross the street. And this day, there was four of us, and um, we cross the street and we would go down. It would take about a half an hour to get down to the um, the blast furnace area, which is where we used to hang out the most. But this was miles of you know, some areas were forested, uh, there were bridges, and the Mahoning River would go through downtown Youngstown, we would go down there and fish, and you know, that, that river cuts through many other cities surrounding the Youngstown areas, but one thing it did, interestingly enough, is it also went towards a, a metro park called Mill Creek Park, so you could go up in the Mill Creek Park, and you could actually, if you wanted to, follow for miles this mahoning river and mm-hmm. it would take you down right past the steel mills which is interesting in the event we have because when you hear a lot of experiences with cryptids and, and high strangeness always water is involved so um you know we would hang out in this one building by the blast furnace and if you uh, for your listeners if you google uh blast furnace old steel mills youngstown ohio the the actual picture will always pop up usually what'll pop up is uh you'll see it from your point of view looking at the screen the blast furnace would be on your left there's usually the railroad track on the right with a train on it Mm -hmm. and uh, that's the exact area where it happened Uh, there's a cream colored building and we like going into this building Um, multiple reasons. It it was a big cavernous building. We had privacy. We would go in there and we'd hang out down there at night and uh, we'd have fires actually inside of the building. And so just to let everybody know, this was a four floor building. The center of the room, you could actually look straight up to the fourth floor. So on the second, third and fourth floor, if you were to walk towards the center of the room, there was a half, like four foot, concrete wall that would come up to your chest there Mm -hmm. was a square cut out in the center of each room so whatever floor going from the second third and fourth you could look down through the floor to whichever floor is either above or below you so we would set fires in the center of the first floor and you know the flames would go up as high as they needed to and not hit anything the building was, you know, metal and concrete. There was no wood in there to burn or anything like that. Um, building was falling apart. You know, once mm-hmm. in a while, you get a big chunk of concrete would fall from the ceiling. Uh, the stairs were dilapidated. You'd have <clears> three <throat> buildings. So the night that this occurred, um, we it was probably 930 at night, around 930, 10. Sun was completely down. Uh, We had a big fire going in the center of the room, and they had a bunch of which I have found recently. uh, They're called milling shields used in the metal Mm -hmm. industry, and they had hundreds of them. On the first floor, you had on the north, south, east, and west walls, they were open, so we created walls with these milling shields, two two up high, as high as we could get them. To try and keep prying eyes out, the train would yeah. come by. We didn't want them to see us. Uh, the most dangerous thing down there, aside from occasional gang members uh, and homeless, would be uh, wild dogs. And anybody that knows in big cities, wild dogs, packs of <laughs> dogs are extremely dangerous.
1: Yeah,
2: they'll kill people, and they have. So the building that we were in, you couldn't walk into it. You had to kind of hop up onto an outcropping of concrete and step up. This night we were staring at the fire. We heard these dogs barking coming by the building and we had stepped outside on this outcropping and watched them just run by the building. They made a quick left, ran over the railroad tracks. And then just beyond the railroad tracks was a big pile of what they call pet coke in the steel mill uh, industry. They use it to purify steel, make the fire hotter. 25 Mm -hmm. foot high piles. As far as the eye could see, either way, these dogs ran up one side, down the other, and immediately, within seconds, we start hearing biting, fighting, barking. Uh, It it was obvious these dogs were attacking. We thought they were fighting with each other. So we were completely wondering what was going on, because where we were standing, we couldn't see over this pile. And again, it was night. Uh, Within a few seconds, you start hearing... Another animal, much louder, much deeper, fighting. And we understood that there was something else over this pile fighting with these dogs. Within seconds after that, yelping started happening. The other dogs, the wild dogs, were starting to scream in pain. It was starting to become mass hysteria, whatever was going on on the other side of this hill. A couple seconds later is when things started to really get crazy. A dog actually was flung somehow in the air over this pile. Its rear was facing us. Its feet were in the air. So it was almost like someone or something had grabbed a dog and threw it. And it was moving. It flew over this pile. We saw it in the air hit the ground, yelped, jumped up and limped away. Another one came flying over the pile, hit the ground, but this time there was blood everywhere. It got up and as it was limping away, we saw that it had a very gruesome cut down its rib cage on its left side. Something had flayed its side open and it left a very long blood trail going away. Within a few seconds after that, a couple more came flung over. One hit the top of this pile of this pet coke, and just material just exploded everywhere. And then the rest of the dogs over there, they had decided to leave. So you have a pack of seven or eight dogs limping, some hurt, others running back the way that they came, which was the same way that we would come into this area. Mm -hmm. So there's four of us watching this in complete confusion and disbelief of what we had just seen, watching these dogs run away, wondering, well, one of my friends who actually was standing to my left over my shoulder, he had noticed something and said, guys, what's, what's that? And we all look and we look towards this pile and what crawled up to the top of this pile was To this day, I have never seen anything as big or large as this creature. It looked like a a wolf-like creature that was bigger than than any creature you could ever imagine in your head. And I have said this in in more than 20, 25 interviews. Um, I'll always say the same thing because this is how I felt. It was so large that there was disbelief connected. And it looked like it was fake. I started to get the sense in my head. And after this event, as my friends and I spoke about it, they also conveyed that they felt the same. I felt like, OK, I'm I'm dreaming here. I'm going to wake mm-hmm. up any second. Well, I didn't wake up. I, I was really witnessing this. And this dog, creature, whatever it was, was on all fours. Um anybody wants to know like the the build, the size comparison. Imagine the build of a polar bear where you can compare a polar bear to a grizzly bear, like a large brown. A large brown bear is like kind of like a walking boulder. It's just real massive and just like that. A, a polar bear is longer. Their limbs are longer. They're more streamlined. Mm-hmm. They're, they're cleaner. That's the type of build that this thing had. So we're staring at a creature larger than a polar bear with a build similar but not like. Its front arms were so long that when we could see it from the side, so its head was to the left, it was watching these dogs run away. Its front arms were so long that it was standing at an angle. So its back legs were shorter than the front, almost akin to uh like a jackal or or you know um a hyena how their back legs are shorter than their front Mm -hmm. and then what happened next was was it lifted its leg and we realized it was a male and it started to do its business and the reason i'm mentioning that it lifted its leg and it's doing its business is because again you're looking at something so large it's unbelievable to your own eyes and when it started to mark its territory, it let like a, a, a hose stream out where material was literally flying in the air when it was hitting this pile it's standing on. You, hmm. could, you could audibly hear like, you know, the noise. Well, my one friend to my left who noticed it first had started to get freaked out. Now, I don't know how he tripped over himself. But what he ended up doing was falling backwards into that milling shield wall we had created. And what happened was a very loud, you know, like kind of rant, kind of noise, metal on concrete, very loud happened and scared all of us because we knew that that was going to bring attention. This thing ended up turning and snapping its head and looking at us. And the very first thing that all of us noticed that I will take to my grave that is etched in my brain forever is, it had amber, orange glowing eyes. Oh, Not not eye shine, not dull kind of dim light. I'm talking bright, like a power source behind them. Amber, bright colored eyes. You could see the pupils and everything moving. It was looking at each of us. It looked down the line, which would have been from my right to my left. When it stopped and looked at me, I knew it was looking at me. You could see its eyes rest on you. And I felt literally a physical sensation, almost like it was looking through me. It scared all of us. Obviously, we started to get a feeling of we're in danger. Yeah. It looked to my buddy to my left. And then it let out a very loud roar, um, something that to this day, uh, listening to every animal I've ever listened to since I was 14, I've never heard anything like it since. Um, what happened was, you know, we all grabbed our ears, but there was something physical that happened. We all felt a, a vibration go through us. My chest shook, um, uh, my eyes shook and there was an effect which we had researched and found out as what natural animals do like tigers and and lions uh, elephants utilize infrasound even whales underground or underwater utilize infrasound to have their songs heard much farther what animals like tigers and lions utilize infrasound is is it discombobulates prey? It causes the organs internally to shake, to jiggle, their eyes hey. shake, the, the fluids inside of them shake. And you can look that up infrasound, what animals utilize that for. I immediately felt my thighs, my quadriceps, my hamstrings, my calves started to feel weak, like I had been running. And I started to bend over, but yet I kept my head up because I wanted to keep my eyes on the thing that we were looking at. My best friend had told me afterwards that was similar the way he felt. The two, our two friends on each end, however, felt much worse. One was dry heaving. The other, my one friend on my left told me he was bent over. He said, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. So we all were physically affected by this roar, whatever it was. It sounded like something, like a combination of a lion, a bear. And there was like a a, a frequency in it, almost like if you watch a video online of a crocodile when they make their, their growl underwater and you'll see water ripple off their back. There's kind of like a frequency in it. That's what it kind of sounded like. But so loud again, we grabbed our ears when it roared at us. What happened next was um, something that that changed my view of the world forever. Um, you know, honestly, the walls of reality shattered for all of us. You know, we had been taught growing up that you know monsters don't exist. Um, you know, things in the dark are just you know nothing, and and. Uh, this thing stood up on two legs and um you know what i had known up till that point you know i had never heard of a dog man back then that word didn't exist Uh, Mm -hmm. all i could see was it looked like what i've seen in movies and mythology it looked like a werewolf and it was again on all fours so big that looked fake stood up on two legs now, has doubled its size, and it bared its teeth, and it took two steps towards us, which this pile was 25 feet from us, and within two steps, it had crossed half the distance towards us. Well, we start making our way back in the building very slowly, very out of it, falling over each other. We make our way up to For whatever reason, we just went to the third floor. We came around the half wall and we stopped and we were watching and we were horrified watching the opening where we had come from, praying this thing was not going to come in. And one of my friends, the one who noticed it first, was screaming, I want to leave. What was that? We have to get out of here. He was crying. Wow. Um, And we start immediately shushing him. Be quiet. You got to shut up. It's going to come in here and he's not listening whatsoever. Hey, Virginia, Um, you know, I I don't believe it was part human to, to answer the question of Virginia there. Um, I believe it was something else. There was paranormal things that occurred Um, and my friend would not be quiet. So I at one point was behind him and I grabbed him and I grabbed him around the mouth. And, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot four and I was a big kid and I had grabbed him so hard. I didn't realize his feet were off the ground and he was dangling, still screaming, My other two friends are shaking him, shut up, shut up, you're going to be quiet. Finally, he starts gasping for air. So I set him down and we give him a verbatim, I'll let you go if you're going to shut up. Are you going to shut up? Yeah. Let him go. He gasps for air. Well, as soon as he gasps for air, we heard a thump. The, the, The building literally vibrated under our feet and we heard a very loud noise akin to Dog's nails when when they're walking hmm. on the our floor. It's horrifying. We knew what that meant. It, it was coming in the building. So we froze and we watched and just complete horror as this thing entered the area by this makeshift wall we had created. And the fire hit it and lit it up. It was jet black, as black as you've ever seen black, except from the neck down to its tail, it had a white stripe down its back. Oh. Um, muscles everywhere. You could see very much like when you see a big catwalk, when when the, the shoulders, the scapula pop up, but mm-hmm. these things were covered in big muscle. Um, its hair was very actually short. It wasn't bushy. Um, it was maybe an inch, inch and a half long. So, so short almost it almost looked groomed. It, it groomed it wasn't you know like like matted or dirty it almost looked like it had been taken care of um it came by this this uh the wall at one point and we noticed it kept it kept throwing its nose in there and it was sniffing the air mm. and it came by the wall that and the wall had turned black from its shadow because the fire was, just beside it so it was casting a giant shadow on the wall its eyes when it when it sniffed in the air and it was facing the wall its eyes i told you had been shining a bright color a, a amber mm-hmm. color. it lit a portion of the wall up from it the, the light from its eyes as it turned past the wall you saw the light go across the wall you could see its ears on its head were perked up and they were actually cupping. Some were turned; they were turning, one was turning one way. It was listening and it was sniffing. And you started to notice when it would lift its air, ears and sniff, it would sometimes curl its teeth back a little and you could see its fangs from the top and from the bottom sticking out from the mouth. Not only that, you started to hear a noise akin to if you're in an empty building when it's raining and you hear water dripping mm-hmm. on the street. Well, that wasn't water. It was pouring like saliva and, and drooling from its mouth, massive amounts, like just pouring out of its mouth. And you oh. can hear it hitting the ground. I started to get extremely scared. I started to fear for my life because that told me it's salivating. It's looking for food or it's going to kill. And we were completely silent and frozen and had no way out.
0: Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Avery. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com.
2: Way down the stairs, if you would have went down the stairs, we came. That's the area it was. Outside on the third floor to my left, every floor had a door. There was a fire escape. But the fire escape only went from the third floor up to the roof. The rest of the fire escape that went down had fallen away, rusted and broken from years of rusting and dilapidation and non-use. So there was no way down outside. You could go up to the staircase and take it to the fourth floor where there was a short access staircase out to the roof where the uh, fire escape would take you but you're stuck at the top of a four floor building. So we were stuck and we knew that um, this thing came by the fire. It was only a couple feet. Now, now we had made a very large fire with pallets and, mm-hmm. and trying thrown grease on it. I mean, we couldn't stand 10, 15 feet next to it and you're in, in an enclosed area of concrete. So almost like you're inside of a, You know, a stove. So the fire was so hot. This thing was two feet from it and it wasn't bothered by it at all. Um, It ended up, go ahead. Did it
1: have any kind of smells?
2: You know, I've had people ask about that. If it did, we never smelled it. All we could smell was the fire burning. Fiber. Because there's smoke wafting through the center of this building from this large fire we had built. Um, it also had you could see its tail, extremely long, extremely thick. No bushiness to it. It looked exactly like a panther's tail or a cougar's, where there it's just super tight hair. It's just the tail almost. Um, this thing walks by the fire, and something else supernatural happened which me and my best friend noticed the other two did not. It had uh, brought its left front arm up and down. And when it set it down next to the fire, its left arm, have you ever seen the movie predator? Mm -hmm. You know how the predator cloaks itself. It's kind of invisible, but it still has a shape to it. That's what the front left arm only did. And what happened was the fire at the same time it blinked out, you could still see the shape of the arm. There was a shimmer to it. The fire literally reached out towards it when it cloaked and it looked very much like if you've ever seen video of the sun, the magnetic storms on the sun, the ribbons that they make. That's what the fire did, and it reached out to it. only three seconds at the longest. Then it went, it went black like regular. The fire went, jutted back towards where it had originally been. Very strange, very noticeable. The two of us saw it. Very easy. We talked about it for years. Um, and then it took a couple more sniffs, and it snapped its head up and it looked right at us. And then again, it, it stood back up on two legs and the build to this thing was humanoid, not human-like. There is no human being that has ever lived on this planet that looked like what this thing looked like. It had dog-shaped legs, uh, giant massive uh, uh, quadriceps, muscles everywhere. Um, Its arms were so abnormally long that its hands literally were hanging down by its ankles, not past its knee. Like an ape? No, it did not look like an ape. It looked like a giant wolf.
1: Well, with the arms. I mean, you said it there's arms. Right.
2: Well, you see apes where their arms hang just below the knee. Mm -hmm. This was much longer. This was down by like the... The where the so his arms
1: were uh, overly long.
2: Yes, disturbingly long, and it it threw its arms out to its side and it roared at us again. And when it opened its hands, you saw and the closest thing I've ever been able to compare anything to what its hands looked like was giant raccoon hands. Mm. They were all black except there was just a, a, a pale white kind of fleshy stripe right across this part of the hand. My all three of my other friends said they saw giant black uh like talons or, or claws. I did not see the claws.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, It threw its arms back and it roared at us again, which was even louder and in, inside of this building. And we all, you know, turned away and covered our ears. I mean, it felt like the building shook. We did not get sick this time. And, and we've talked about we did talk about it. two of my friends are not here anymore. God rest their soul. Um, we had, we believe because we were up here, it was here. We're up on the third floor. It's on the first, we had a half wall of concrete in front of us. You have floors of concrete in between. We think the concrete had somehow blocked this infrasound that this thing was capable of utilizing. And we did not get sick this, this second time. And it was baring its teeth and it ended up turning its head and it looked towards the stairs and it looked back at us, looked back at the stairs and looked back at us and it had been baring its teeth. I will always believe it looked like it smiled at us. It really did. My friends just said they thought it was just baring its teeth and it dropped down on all fours and it shot for the stairs. That exact second it ran for the stairs, my one friend who had been losing his stuff turned around and sprinted towards the, the fourth floor stairs. And he ran up and out that access staircase to the roof. My other friend who lived across the street from the steel mill shot outside of the fire escape. And you heard his feet on the metal stairs running up to the roof. I was frozen, I couldn't move. My best friend next to me was frozen and he couldn't move. And we watched this thing run towards the stairs ungodly fast. And as it hit the stairs, it was turning right at the same time to go up the stairs. And its tail did something strange. It kind of turned out to the left and curled. And you saw actually it kind of tighten up. It was almost like it was using its tail as like a counterweight or a rudder. Like almost that mindset if you're riding a snowmobile and you mm-hmm. turn to the right and you have to lean to the left. That's kind of what its tail looked like it was doing. And it shot up the, the, the first floor stairs to the second floor, and it was running towards the second flight of stairs, which would take it to the third floor. The person that it would meet first at the top of the third floor would be me. At that moment, I truly 100% believed that I was going to die I had started to, I didn't have my life life flash before my eyes. I've always said this same thing. I just kind of real quick, like bing, 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 thought about my family, my dog, and about going to school the next year. Just real quick. I don't know why. It just real flew through my head. And I fully was preparing 100% that my life was about to end. And my friend told me he believed we were going to die. And this thing shot up the stairs. And when it was roughly five, six feet from me, its muscles all started to tense. It looked like it was gonna pounce. Just as that moment, and I will always say this in any interview I do, I always will believe this forever and ever that that there was divine intervention and that our lives were saved. The train tracks that were just outside of this building, again, that you can look up on Google, And if you go to Planet 412, my first video has pictures of this building and everything else. A train was coming by the building. And he, I believe, we all believe he saw the fire, which was shining bright outside of past this short makeshift wall we made. There was still a lot of space above it. Mm -hmm. And he laid on his train horn. And this thing stopped. And it turned and it looked. It turned to its left and looked at the opening of the building. And it looked back at us and it turned and looked back. It did it three times. And the third time it looked at me, it, it did almost a stutter. It, it went like it was about to pounce and it almost did a, a, like it it got angry. And it turned around, hey, Andy Southpaw. And yes, like a cheetah's tail. And it turned and it shot down this flight of stairs that it was almost to the top of the third floor and it shot down in a split second. You could see it all physically moving like a regular kind of animal and it hit the top of the stairs, which was at the top of the second, running down to the first and another paranormal type event occurred. It started to lose form. It Hmm. no longer had legs, feet, hands, whatever you wanna call them, touching the ground. It had just almost like stubs underneath it. It became almost like a big amorphous black shape with a little bit. You could still see ears almost kind of like a snout sticking out, but it started to lose shape and it was just a big black mass. And like a shadow, if you take a flashlight and shine it on a wall with mm-hmm. put your hand in front of it, just like you would go like that, that's how it left the building. Gone, gone. We immediately started screaming for help as loud as we could. We had tears pouring down our eyes, screaming. And this train, we thought it sounded like it was slowing down. It was just its axles hitting the tracks. It wasn't. When we were screaming, as we are doing that, the other two friends of ours come down. My one friend, I even remember looking at him as they're coming over screaming. He had a look on his face, almost like, like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And we're screaming. And this train is getting quieter and quieter and quieter. And finally, it's gone. Mm. And they didn't stop. And then all of a sudden, we have nightmare fear back in that this thing is going to just walk right back in the building and kill us. It didn't but an hour and a half passed and we end up making our way down to the first floor. And I say to everybody, we have to go. It's going to come now. It's almost, it's, it's after 11 o'clock, 1130 at night in downtown Youngstown, which police wouldn't be walking around during that time of night where we were. So just being there was dangerous, much less having something like this looking for us as we're talking we have to make a run for it. My one friend who kept losing it is screaming. He's going, he, he's completely had a nervous breakdown, <laughs> begging us not to leave. We got to stay here. If we go out there, it's going to get us. And I finally grabbed him and I said, you're going to listen to me. We're going to leave you here. You could stay here and die. You could hide here, but we're leaving. So you either come with us or you're by yourself and he's begging me Matt please don't leave and we said we're leaving as we leave we forced him to grab back of the back of my shirt and the back of my best friend's shirt I mean he was choking us and oh, we wow. pulled him from this building now uh, it took us a half an hour whenever we would go down from my friend's house to get to this blast furnace which was the the half an hour from hell going back <laughs> every sound we heard we thought was this thing in the bushes or coming from behind us and we made our way back and uh the last portion of getting back to this was basically a big hill of gravel and dirt which we had to get on all fours to climb up. You'd lose your footing and start sliding down. Everyone would be like, is it behind me? Is it behind me? You have this nightmare fuel that this thing's waiting behind you as you're sliding down the hill. We heard oh, as we are doing this, this pack of dogs from afar, and we thought it was signaling this thing coming back, and it, it wasn't. We didn't see the dogs either, but it scared the hell out of us. but... And we made our way back to my friend's house. His parents weren't there. And we were in complete shock. And we were sitting on the porch in the front yard on the stairs. And we, we just stared towards the area. You could see the tips of the blast furnace from his house. But you couldn't see what, the area. And mm-hmm. none of us spoke for an hour. Now it's midnight after midnight. And, and none of our parents know where we are. So we make it to my best friend's house where his parents are waiting for us, and they go off on us and we he he my friend best friend's dad had a seat in the city to do something I'm not gonna say and out him, but he was in charge of a lot of things, and we told him where we were and what happened, and he went off on us. The mother went to bed, she didn't believe us um my when my friend who lived across the street from there when his parents heard it, they didn't believe us. My friend who lost his his stuff had a nervous breakdown. We didn't see or hear from him for over two weeks. His parents <laughs> accused us of doing drugs. We were 14. Well, yeah,
1: I, I was just going to ask you that. Were you guys taking any substances?
2: No, we were 14. We, were, we didn't drink. We didn't do drugs. I was an athlete. Um, mm-hmm. No, no. That's not the type of family. Uh, This
1: this reminds me of a movie I watched not too long ago. It's crazy. Um, It was it's an incredible story. So you you get you get home. No one believed. Did you call the authorities that you saw something?
2: What happened is is because of my best friend's dad's position. um, What happened was he once he had us alone was yelling us number one about where we were. Uh, because of the danger down there. you know that like like gangs would would put bodies down there. They would do drug deals down there. People would be shot down there. Um, just the fact that the place was falling apart. they had certain buildings marked for demolition. And mm-hmm. then when we told him what we saw, instead of him saying he didn't believe us, he gave us a sense almost like he knew what we were talking about. He called my father, which was scary in itself because they were wondering where I was. And uh, he came and immediately, as soon as he walked in, where the hell have you been? Blah, blah, blah. My best friend's dad pulled my dad into another room and they were talking alone. At one point, I heard my dad yell, what the hell are you talking about? And when they came back, my dad had a look of fear on his face and he was staring at me. And... Uh, they gave us the the don't talk about this spiel. You tell your friends, the whole school is going to want to go yeah. down there. People are going to get hurt and blah. So a week later, my best friend tells me he actually got to sit down with his dad. And his dad told him that he was aware of he'd heard stories of this thing, that officers had heard stories of this thing, that there were a couple uh, homeless people that in a three or four year period had gotten mold, supposedly by these wild dogs down there and there was question if one or maybe both had been killed by this thing um and that's you know basically how that went down uh is there
1: any kind of labs in that area do you know because i know there's something called uh i don't know if it's in i don't know how far this was from oxford ohio how that's that's
2: about five hours from there
1: okay because there's a there's a lab there it's a biological lab that's called project dragonfly i was just curious maybe there was some kind of an experiment <laughs> you never know
2: not, not that i'm aware of you know i've been especially since i had my, my new channel planet 412 come out and i've you know like i my one interview on what lurks beneath the three months old it has over a million views i've been reached out by hundreds of people I got reached out actually by an ex-police officer from Youngstown mm-hmm. and somebody that worked railroad security around that time and told me that they used to hear things paralleling them from the wood line. They'd hear growls. They'd see strange lights. Um, so yeah, it so- sounds wondered, like something
1: like the Jersey devil. Um. That's what it sounds sort of like. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It didn't look
2: like that. Uh, It it looked like what you would look. The closest thing I've ever seen in a movie to what we saw, if you watch uh, Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing, he turns into a black werewolf at the end of that movie. That's the thing it looked like the most. If you go to Sketching Encounters on YouTube, Mm -hmm. Sybilla Irwin, it's her channel. She's a graphic artist. I spent a year working with her. She sketched my the creature we saw. So if you want to see what it looks like, you can go there and see my my interview with her and the renderings she made. That's as close to what we saw as you will ever see.
1: What's the channel?
2: It's called Sketching Encounters. The woman's Sketching name is
1: Encounters.
2: Sibylla Irwin. She's an amazing like person. It? Do you think the evil events of the gangs, dead people, et cetera, drew the creature to the area? Um, I don't know. Um, all I know is that I have, over the years, the research I've done, especially on these type of creatures, you always hear that they're around Indian burial mounds and cemeteries for some yeah. strange reason, bodies of water. Again, the, the area closest that is the most, uh, a wild forested area close to the city is mill creek park again you follow the mahoning river it takes you right to the park so it was very reasonable to think maybe this thing was in the park and would go down in that area
1: yeah i'm trying to i think i found it i'm just trying to see if i can load the picture before i uh, share the screen yeah, of course, there's an ad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, I've I've heard so many different stories about um, the dogman and how um, people say they're related. What you said doesn't sound anything like a Bigfoot. So no, no, I it looked it.
2: nothing like like a Sasquatch. Um, it, it, again, it, it was Canid. It looked like a giant.
1: Here, I got it. Wolf. Now, do you think, it is there a possibility it was like it was a wolf, that it was just like mutated?
2: The size. So just to let you know, we had went back years later in our 20s. Then the, All of those buildings have been demolished. They don't exist. There's three other new metalworking companies that are down in the area. So they made room for these. We went down in our 20s back to this building, highly armed, and more of us. And uh, we went into, there it is. That's a good picture of it. There's more pictures also of it. Um, just to let everybody know, we, we, we basically had... Estimated the size on the in the first floor. Now that picture that you're about to show, I get it. That's a good one right there. A that's side, a side you're... shot. That's what we saw when it was on the mound. let see. I they had four pillars inside of this building, foundation pillars, and on the first floor. The Sorry, I you can the see point. these pillars. These pillars would go. Uh, four to five feet wide, and the ceilings on the first floor were roughly 18 to 20 feet high. When this thing stood up, tips of the ears were roughly 11 and a half to 12 feet high. So skull, it was probably around 11 feet tall from the oh, skull. That's big. There's sure. a picture on there of it, of it roaring, which is... I'm trying I mean, to get it almost identical.
1: It's just kind of just moving slow.
2: What's I think I you can go slow? ahead by 10 seconds if it's YouTube. If usually it pops up uh
1: I don't want to miss it again. <laughs> There's that one. That's tall. There's That's how you tall-
2: can see the the hands down by its ankles. It had mm-hmm. giant fists its fists really stood out as well um they they look you know like when you think of a, a person when they're wearing boxing gloves how much bigger their fists look that's that kind of sense of size its fists look like
1: I wonder why there's a picture of that woman trying to get it and there's that woman right in the
2: middle of it yeah that's sybilla one of the sweetest human beings you will ever meet in your life
1: I wonder why I can't get, it's like halfway, she's in it. I can't get her out. <laughs> there was another one I wanted to see. Go, if
2: you like, go past, you'll see a picture of, there's the steel mill right there.
1: Okay. That's it. Oops. That's it. Where'd it go? It's not cooperating with me.
2: That's okay. It's,
1: like, really slow for some reason. Usually you can you can see... I don't know why it's not letting me, let me close some of these windows. Maybe that has something to do with it.
2: Yeah, if you have multiple windows open, it absolutely will slow your computer down.
1: Yeah. You Usually you can, on the bottom, they'd have, like, blocks, but it doesn't... Sit. I can see there's that one. We already saw that one. Let's see if I can get another one. Oh, it's this one. No, it's not going to do it. I should just let it play. But I was hoping yeah. it had like a bar at the bottom that you could see each window, but it doesn't seem like there's one. I know sometimes. Let me see if she has it. I doubt it. Is her? No, she doesn't have it. If
2: if I sent you the pictures, uh, do you? Uh, well, I don't have your phone, so if I emailed you the pictures, maybe yeah, throw it.
1: yeah, I can pull it up.
2: Let me do that real quick because I have. One.
1: Okay. Let's see. I wonder if they are on Google. Sometimes they are on Google.
2: No, no, they're copyrighted. They won't be on there. I'm sending
1: them now. Okay, I'll go pull up my email. If you have a question for Matt, please post in the chat. And if you're listening on the radio, I do apologize that you can't find these, but you can find them if you'd like to see the pictures. You can go on to the UFO Paranormal um, Facebook page or YouTube or Chasing Prophecy um, Facebook page and YouTube and all the other streaming devices that we have platforms and let's see you sent them i hope it comes over sometimes this e- sometimes here we go is that yeah
2: no i they're they're coming about right now oh, hold on right. a sec
1: damn i've got so many emails here
2: Okay, I sent it. I don't know how long it'll take for you to get them, but I sent about seven or eight pictures.
1: Okay, let's just sit here for a second. Like again, if you have any questions for Matt, please post them.
2: Cindy Simpson. Hello, Cindy. Do you think the evil events of the oh she already asked that question? Um, you know, I I've we've we've thought about before if possibly you know where they built this steel mill. Um, if possibly there was, you know, maybe an Indian burial ground under or something built over something. Um, but there's definitely was a reason that this thing was there. This is like the Jersey Devil Devil X Files episode. Yeah, Files I've
1: never, up.
2: I've never yeah, seen it. I'm going to check it out, though.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's sorry, it sounds like it.
2: I'm going to have to watch it. I've never seen it.
1: OK, here. I, I think this is a picture. Oh no! This is your log. <laughs> this is from way before.
2: Yeah, yeah. I had so you have just to let my fans at least know or anybody you had put in the description. I have just under five thousand subscribers at Planet Four Twelve. I actually now have just under seven, so it's it's changed very quickly in the last week. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it's it's doing well. I'm very very humbled and and very uh grateful to all of my fans. Um it, it's really You know, you well.
1: should probably contact a uh, I know a couple uh, people you could call. Um you should probably have this put in, made into a screenplay.
2: actually I um have one gentleman who contacted me who wants to make a movie of it. Um I am going to be in a couple documentaries. I am already in Good. one out in the spring from ETS or Exposing the Strange. David Wolf is the director of that. Um I was contacted recently by another big uh company that does huge documentaries. I'm not gonna mention their name yet because we haven't started, but it's extremely exciting. Um a lot of people keep saying man this would make a good movie. Hey hit me up I'm I'm willing to 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 do it. I would love to see it on
1: yeah. the big screen. Yeah, even a Netflix uh, document, or even a, even a fictional, um, like based on a true story. I,
2: like I, I said, you...
1: I, I I have. It feels like I the story was told to me before. I'm tr- I just trying to figure out where I've seen it. At if you
2: heard it's... this story, then it's mine because I've never no one. Has yeah, heard
1: it was it. like on, it was like something. Like I said, it sounds like a movie. It sounds like I've actually seen this, and I, I'm not sure why I'm not getting your pictures.
2: That's the first time I've ever heard someone say that, actually.
1: Yeah. I but I don't know. It's it's so much from it's so familiar. Yeah, I wonder why I didn't get your um pictures.
2: I've actually said, done probably 25, 30 interviews over the last three years. So um it's definitely So
1: this happened in for how many years ago you were 14. How old are you? How many see, years yeah. ago
2: was that? This was here. I have my calculator up. It is 2024 minus 1987, 37 years.
1: And this was in the um, was this in the 90s?
2: 87 was was the year and it was the second week of June. And ironically, when I did this documentary for uh, exposing the strange recently, he asked, he said, I'm curious what the phases of the moon are. And you can go on Google and, and find <laughs> yeah. out years. Ironically, the phases of the moon, middle week is when this happened, Wednesday or Thursday, it was full moon, ironically.
1: So you believe in
2: werewolves then? Um, I don't quite believe in a human being turning into a werewolf. I think there are skinwalkers that, yeah. that there are, you know, those that can turn into beings of, of different kinds. Uh, I don't believe in, in possibly the, the, now I, anything is possible after we saw mm-hmm. what we saw was not a man at any point, whatever it was, is that it
1: was, too. it couldn't have been a rabbit dog or a wolf.
2: No. No, uh-uh. I, they don't. They don't walk. This walked on two legs, like a like a person, like
1: a kangaroo.
2: No, it wasn't. Did walking. you
1: ever see? Did you ever see a kangaroo that their muscular legs?
2: Yes, did I you? have. This I'm, was. I'm nothing. thinking
1: more like it was like it could have been something that was like crossbreed, like a hybrid.
2: Um. It, it you wasn't don't know,
1: they, they might be, I'm, I'm sure they, they do it all the time. It could have been. No, I,
2: I respect your opinion. I, I will respectfully disagree. Um, <laughs> I'm I, trying I, to be the
1: devil's advocate.
2: <laughs> oh, for sure. Everybody has a right to their opinion. You know, I'll always say this. Everyone has the right to believe if they want to believe. If you don't, I don't begrudge you. It's extremely difficult to wrap your head around something like this unless you see it for yourself. Once you've seen something like this for yourself, everything changes. Mm-hmm. I never in a million years would have believed something like this existed. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it with my own eyes and there were three other no, people.
1: No, I believe you saw something. I'm just trying to think. I mean, if it was a possibility, it was like, you know, a lot of people think that there, it's from an interdimensional creature from a different realm. I
2: think it was A too. portal,
1: but. It's like, well, you never know. I was like, I was going to say, well, 14, well, let's see, you were 14, 36 years ago, it wouldn't have been CERN.
2: Thank you, you Cindy. Know, like, and and you know. I do believe, you know, I went to see my priest. I, I saw my priest that I was so what really What did the priest up. tell
1: you? What did he say?
2: He told me, I thought he was going to say, you know, you saw something. I don't, believe. he 100% believed me. And what he told me was, Matthew, people need to understand that there are things in this world that they don't, but they can't understand exist. Yeah. And He actually said this, for, quote, there are things that bleed. This is what he said, bleed into our realm of reality. Sometimes we come across them. We see them. They see us. Sometimes something happens, Mm -hmm. nothing does. He brought up exorcisms. He brought up people getting, you know, uh, uh, having to go through exorcisms because they're possessed. You know, he talked about Rome and and them sending their best exorcists to all four corners of the world. And he said these things do exist. He thought it was a demon that came from.
1: It could have been.
2: I think it was, too. That's my. It didn't
1: talk. My, to, it never talked to you like in a human voice or anything.
2: It didn't. It but just, I had a I had a dream about four months ago, where it was in my dream, and it was the first time my whole life I'd ever had a dream about it, and mm. it spoke to me in my dream. Wow,
1: what did it say?
2: It, it told me that it had come from me all those years ago. That I speak of it too often, and that it oh. would see me soon.
1: Oh, Jesus, um, I wouldn't talk about it anymore.
2: <laughs> it, it attacked me. Um, I felt. In your it, dream, like, it attacked you? It was the most ultra realistic dream I'd ever. Then it ever probably had.
1: wasn't a dream if it was ultra realistic. It was probably real.
2: I was at my own house, I was in my own oh, backyard. Um, I felt the wind get knocked out of me. I saw the colors. It was all in color. Um, it even dripped saliva in my mouth, and I tasted it. Uh, I smelled it's nasty it. Nasty dream. Smelled like a horse, like you know, like a big animal, and it didn't speak with its mouth. It spoke with its mind.
1: Well, let me ask you. Okay, so you dreamt of it. Um, you haven't had any experiences like this since. No, is that right? Okay. I, I
2: the only other experience of high strangeness was uh, in spring of 2023, and if you go to Planet 412. Thank you, Cindy Simpson. I appreciate that. Um, if you go to Planet 412, my second video I had ever made, you won't believe what happened at Beaver Creek. There's Beaver Creek State Park in uh, East Liverpool, Ohio, which is 40 minutes from Youngstown. Uh, I went they, to.
1: They say that Ohio is very, has a lot of supernatural paranormal. Immense. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. There's so much paranormal supernatural cryptid covered from top to bottom. I mean, you have Cuyahoga National Park, Beaver Creek, Salt Fork. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just so many hauntings and, and paranormal events. There's something have about ever,
1: El- Have you ever spoken to um, Stan Gordon about this? Because he does a lot of uh, this area, like the Chestnut Ridge and there, all the different no. Bigfoot phenomena. Stan Gordon, you should... You should check him out on Google. He oh, has a wow. website. It's called Stan Gordon Anomalies. Definitely. And tell him because he's he's always doing research on that. Um, there seems to be. Yeah, I, Cindy, I did. I, I listened to a lot of his videos. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally believe you saw something. But what it is, I don't know. I mean, is it paranormal? Of course. Is it could it be some kind of a DNA split hybrid? Yes.
2: Possibly. I, I
1: totally believe that they do that. And you know, they've experimented. new the military. If
2: ever, well, if you ever heard uh Joe Barger's uh experience where he's a truck driver, um coming up on my show, you know, I I actually interviewed him recently. Um he, as a truck driver uh, from Michigan, he was driving a, a semi, and one was running by the truck and started to attack his truck, and he actually shot and killed one, and oh, was wow. uh, taken in by the state police. Where two federal agents came in, yeah, federal and agents gave him the the bad cop act and said that you yep. one. They said you killed one of our assets.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. The military could be involved, but I hate to end it right now, but we have to end it. We came down sure. to the witching hour, but it was great, great conversation, great experience, the story. So if you want to learn more, um, where can I find out more about you?
2: Yeah. If you go uh, to YouTube, you go to planet 412 and uh, I'd appreciate your, your uh, sub and, you know you'll get to see a lot of things we do uh different formats there narrations a regular format is where i talk you know on screen or i have pictures and videos of different subjects I have interviews and I'm just getting ready to start doing live streams. You know, my channel, I dropped my first video only less than three months. So eh, thank you.
1: Sounds like a great uh, YouTube channel. Great podcast. If you want to check them out, do that. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Chasing Prophecy. We'll see you next time. You have a great night.
2: You too.